Hey folks, this is Glenn and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Uh, you know, most of these podcast episodes are usually a little light as far as humor and trying to take a a humorous look at things and sort of just either talking about things happening in New York or happening across the country and the world, but let's be honest, it's a little difficult this morning uh, to be as lighthearted as I would like to be following the events that took place at the U.S. Capitol. And there's been a lot of low points over the past few years, but uh, I can't think of any that really match what happened at the U.S. Capitol, which was under siege by a mob of just miscreants, uh, I said it, deviants, whatever you want to call them, the people who trashed the, the Capitol and... God knows what they wanted to do if they caught up with lawmakers and other people who they perceived as enemies. And they did it in the name of trying to subvert democracy. And it's one of the more disgraceful days, I think, in American history. It's a day that should be talked about in history books for decades to come. And we are at a point in where we have to kind of figure out, okay, what does this mean? Uh, this crisis that we've been going through and the crisis after crisis of sort of the erosion of norms and sort of this disregard for the rule of law, uh, is this the new normal? And if this is the new normal, then how does a nation survive? How does a nation continue? Uh, When you have a good number of people who just don't seem to be committed anymore to the idea of America. And America is an imperfect nation. It's a flawed nation. I don't think anyone that has clear eyes uh, can dismiss that or dispute that. But in its imperfections is something very noble, an idea. An idea that is greater than the very flawed men who gave birth to this nation and the idea of freedom and liberty and democracy even though we know it was implemented uh, not in a way that included people did not include black people did not in, you know, include women did not include uh, people who didn't have any money right but we know that these ideas and these ideals mean something to people uh, they have meant something to people all around the world from the very beginning. And when you are placed in the situation that we are in now, uh, there's a lot of a lot of thinking to be done. Uh, how do you mend a nation when a good part of the nation doesn't want to be mended? How do you have a United States of America when a good part of the country does not seem to be interested in the idea of being united? And these are some tough questions and challenges for the incoming president, Joe Biden, but also for thought leaders, religious leaders, people who are still invested in the idea of America. How do you put this baby back together? And, you know, you have to have accountability. You have to have transparency. You have to have a real commitment to uh, the people. And it also has to be a commitment by the people. Uh, 
you know, we live in an age where people are sort of inundated with information and conspiracy theories and you can see all over the internet. So we we have a good deal of people who live completely in a alternate reality. So what is facts, what is, what is true, what is what's happening for real is not what they see. And how do you deal with that? And I think one of the most striking things about what happened at the Capitol, or one of the most striking things was the responses that to see countries, to see, you know, the UK, New Zealand, and, and you know, NATO, Secretary General, to see world leaders responding with condemnation to the events that happened and uh, supporting democracy. It was very surreal because we're so used to seeing this happen in other countries and we used to have in the, in the so-called third world, the developing world. And fledgling countries were just trying to put together democracy. You're so used to seeing civil conflicts in countries like the United States of America having to speak up and say, you know, it has to speak up and stand up for democracy and the the rights of voters. And for for us to be in a situation where people have to come to our defense to, to speak up for these things is very troubling. Everyone should be troubled. Uh, by this situation uh, that we're in. And, you know, you see these images of these people who, I called it on Twitter, Coachella yesterday, before everything went to hell, but you see these people and these, uh, this joy that they had, of, you know, sort of thrashing uh, the Capitol and doing God, whatever their intentions are, uh, and I believe some of the attentions were very, very bad. And the only reason why some things worse did not take place was because of, uh, call it happenstance, call it faith, call it divine intervention. But I don't think we can, we can't amplify enough how badly, as bad as things were yesterday, how much worse they could have been. And I think we need to focus on how just horrible this event was. And sometimes... If something happened, but it wasn't as bad as we think, we said, okay, well, okay, it was all right, then. It was horrible, but it wasn't. But no, we need to focus on the potential of how horrible this could have been yesterday. And as bad as the headlines are this morning, as we wake up, the headlines could be 100% worse. And we have to focus on that. And we have to have a civil accountability. We have to have some transparency. Americans have to decide what do you want? What do you want this country to be? What do you want it to represent? And there's no easy answers. And I think anyone who says there's easy answers uh, is, is probably wishful thinking. Because how do you go back? Uh, because we've had some we've had some major events in this country from the Civil War to 9-11. You know, I'm sure there were people after the Civil War who said, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you bring this country together? And there were other events where you're like, how do, how do you come together when there's so much turmoil and so much tension and division? And this is my intuition. I do feel like there's been something, there's been something in the atmosphere that, Something that has taken place over the past few years 
where I don't know if we go if we get to go back. I don't think we have moments where we're like, oh, remember uh, when all that craziness and now we're totally back to normal. Uh, I think normal, whatever that was, uh, is gone. And we are going to be left with some new version of normal. And hopefully that new version of normal uh, will be functional. But, you know, we it took us years really to get to this point and it will take years to for us to get to a new point. And look, uh, am I worried? I'm worried about, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm worried about violence and I'm worried about division. Do I think there's going to be <clears throat> another civil war? Um, no, because I think Americans, as divided as they are, uh, also like the comfort of what a life in America is. I think, you know, I think people, you want to choose between fighting the Civil War or sitting home on a Sunday watching NFL football or binge watching Netflix or doing whatever you do, playing Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. Uh, people, I think people are more interested and invested in their lives than they are uh, some cause of some great battle. That's most people. Now, there are a few people who would love to engage in some sort of conflict. And we saw it on the Capitol. We saw people eager to get into the midst of something. Something maybe they don't even completely understand their their repercussions. But they're people eager for battle. There's a sort of a, something akin to bloodlust. But I don't think, I don't know if there's enough people like that where we would have something akin to another civil war. Where we have other incidents that are scary and violent, uh, I think, yes. I don't know if we can escape that. But this is where we are. And to a certain extent, this is who we are. It's not all who we are. Uh, You know, a lot of people say, well, America is better than this. But yes and no. Uh, no, because this is who we are to a certain extent. You know, this didn't come out of a vacuum. But we can't be better than this because we've had moments where we are better than this. And we can be, you know, better than this. But we can't overlook just the significance of this event. It just can't be something that becomes a meme. And, you know, and I'm not saying people shouldn't... Uh, use humor or not try to find some comedy because there's comedy and everything especially tragedy but i don't think we can just let this become one of those things where like the ice bucket challenge or something like that this you know this is a significant moment in american history and it has to be dealt with appropriately and with you know seriousness and it has to be dealt with uh, in a way where we try to find uh, sort of a guiding light to a, a, a better place as far as where we're at now. Because right now, this this turmoil that we're in, uh, we, I don't know if you can sustain a nation, at least a prosperous nation, uh, that's relatively safe. I don't know if you can sustain that if if you continue to devolve into this sort of uh, psychotic soap opera 
that we've all been forced to be cast in uh, as Americans. And we will have a new president. Uh, and I think there's, there will still be issues and conflicts, but I think uh, once we can turn the page, uh, it's still in the same book, but we, if we can turn the page, we can start to get somewhere. We can start to to do the work, and it would be difficult. But just like, you know, in other countries around the world, when things are in their civil conflict, when there's democracies being birthed or being reborn, uh, there's committed work by uh, agencies and organizations to get people uh, together uh, to focus on, uh, you know, idea of what it means to be a nation, to be a citizen, the rule of law, the rights of voters. And we really need uh, something akin to that here in United States of America. We need a sort of robust uh, mission when it comes to making sure that Americans understand what does it mean to be an American. It isn't just about, you know, having a nice car or taking a vacation or eating a big-ass sandwich or whatever. Uh, it's about liberty and it's about respect not only of the law but of your fellow man and woman and it's about not about overlooking differences but seeing that our differences do not have to divide us and if our differences do divide us then that means that perhaps uh, we are um We've become militant. We've become radicalized. Because when you see people existence, they're just their existence. If their existence bothers you and you feel there's an affront to you, then we have an issue. And there's a lot of people in this country who think just the idea of black people and brown people and gay people and trans people, just the idea of those people uh, puts them in a frenzy. But guess what? There are other people in the world, too, and you got to deal with it. And, you know, like it, don't like it, but you got to deal with it. And, you know, we have to go past tolerance. So tolerance is, to me, such a, such a weak word. Uh, we, we've got to have acceptance and respect. And... It, you know, every citizen uh, has a role to play in this, but the majority of the work is going to fall upon elected officials, if, uh, thought leaders, clergy, whoever fancies himself a leader, whoever commands a voice and has an audience, uh, it falls upon them uh, to try to uh, get this working. Oh, you know, this, look at the newspaper headlines, look at the images. Uh, this is shameful. This is embarrassing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if you're an American, if you woke up this morning, you should feel sad. You should feel sad. You should, you should feel a little, feel a little sick in your stomach. If you, you know, you witnessed and saw what happened 
on the Capitol. If you felt pride about that, if you felt some joy about it, uh, then yes, you are a part of the problem. But you don't have to be part of the problem. You can be part of the solution if you want to, if you choose. You can go another direction, right? Because all the people that you have differences with, all the people that you think are not worthy of being you you don't see it as human, you don't see them as Americans, all those people, they're not going nowhere. They're nowhere. Nope. So accept, respect, deal with it. And release some of that, you know, and live your life. You know, think about the energy that these people have put into hate and paranoia. Look think about how much of that energy could be put towards doing things that are actually joyful and happy. Happy you know, and bring happiness. It, it, imagine putting that energy into relationships or hobbies or whatever gifts or talents you may have. Imagine putting that energy into that instead of uh, this stewing in uh, hate and bigotry and xenophobia and paranoia and conspiracy. Imagine putting that energy somewhere productive instead of... Uh, Making yourself miserable in an attempt to make other people miserable just because you don't think they should exist. You don't think they earned a right to be part of this uh, country, to be part of of this great experiment. You don't think they deserve it. You deserve it. You didn't do anything. You're just born. So why you deserve it. But these other people who are just like you, they're just born here. They don't deserve it. You did nothing special. You know, we, most of us, we do, all of us really are here by happenstance, right? We we didn't have much choice. We we opened our eyes, we came out the birth canal, and was like, whoa, hey, here we are. And for us who were fortunate enough to be born in the United States of America, or people who were able to immigrate here, or people to move, no people who start their lives here, all are here. And either because of hard work, or because of just luck, they're here, right? And they get to be part of this thing too. You know, we we don't get to tell people because we have some sort of corrupted uh, version of what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot, or what it means to love a country. Uh, we we've got to do that. We've got to deal with that. Uh, being a American, being a, a real American means loving and caring for your neighbors. You know, often we talk about religion in this country. Uh, we talk about this being a Christian nation. And uh, in name only, in my opinion. Sorry if I fit anyone with that. But I think if we really were a Christian nation... If we were a Christ-like nation, then I think we'd be more loving. We'd be more giving. Uh, We would look at others who don't look like us, talk like us, don't live like us. And we would say, hey, guess what? You're still valid. You're still important. You're 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 the same as me. You're different, but you're the same as me. If we were a more loving, Christ-like nation. If we wanted to be, you know... We're going to wrap ourselves in flags in the red, white, and blue. 
But if we're using it as an excuse, if we're using patriotism just like we're using religion as an excuse to demean people, to try to put ourselves over people, then guess what? That thing you proclaim is not you. You're not you're not a patriot. You're not a religious. Well, but you are religious, but you're worshiping uh, the wrong things. You're worshiping selfishness and fear. So we gotta, you know, make some. We gotta make some, some. I don't want to say changes. We need changes, but it's it's not uh, cosmetic. Not like going to a room and just we're gonna move the sofa around and put some curtains up. And it's bigger than that. We got some interior work to do. We got some major renovations. We gotta get under the basement and we gotta do some real work. And in case you're wondering, yes, I watch too many uh, house repair and flipping shows on TV and just do my father. But still, we gotta get some some major stuff happening here. And. Where does it start? Well, it starts starts right now. It starts at the very moment. It starts with being aware. It starts by speaking out. And, you know, I don't think we can... You know, a lot of people hate politics. A lot of people... Because, let's face it, politics is ugly. It can ruin friendships and relationships. It can... Depending on where you work at, it it can hurt you in your job or your career. Uh, But I think... We're at a point where I don't know we can be we can be we can't be passive. We 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 can't be really quiet anymore. And we gotta speak our peace. And if it wherever it leads us, it leads us. But if we really wanna stand up uh for this uh country, we have to stand up. I think the biggest uh and I've gone a little bit longer than I wanted to as far as talking, but I will say this. I think the biggest uh, not mis- maybe mistake is that we look at 1776. We look at the American Revolution as a singular event. It's something that happened a long time ago. And and when we think of the revolution, we think it mostly of the the actual battles, the fights, right, the bloodshed. But I think it's important to look at the American Revolution. As a ongoing experience, not just fought with blood, not just fought with guns, but fought uh, with ideas, fought with how we treat each other. And I think we need to look at the revolution as something taking place, as something incomplete. And I said before, I mentioned before, yes, we know the founding fathers... Uh, let's let's face it. They were hypocrites. They were uh, many of them were horrible men. But that's the amazing thing about the about the universe is that even horrible men can come up with some great ideas and produce greatness. And these men produce something really unique and special. And it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been you know executed uh, to perfection. It hasn't been, it has not been experienced to perfection. But it is an idea we're fighting for. And it is an idea worth uh, breathe, still breathing life into. And, you know, the, this, the revolution, the American Revolution isn't just about p- 
people, uh, like I said, it isn't just about blood and gun. It's about our thoughts, ideas, our minds. So I just wanted to share some thoughts. I just need to get that off my chest. If you listen to that, I thank you for listening. Uh, please take care of yourself and bless you. And God bless America. Yeah.